0: I'm just gonna push play because we're actually doing the next step right now jump right in and just try some stuff and see what happens it's, it's so like a, it's a it's a big bouffant <laughs> <laughs> cute. I'm so. it. <laughs> hi this is live from the we are one podcast welcome good morning good afternoon good life i hope everyone is having a blessed day we are enjoying beautiful weather here today You know, this is part journaling. Um, We are still deliberating the best way for us to move forward. There are so many variables that changed in the last six months that has to do with how we wanted to go about um, our businesses and what we wanted to build. And then, of course, the needs of our kids are very important and trying to make sure that those are not being neglected because we're chasing our dreams um i think that it it should work together. And I know what we've been taught is that it, it doesn't, you know, that we neglect our family when we become entrepreneurs, even though that's like, that's the goal when you're at home is that, we, you know, you have the ability to spend all the time. But then it's like, you got to make sure that you're not all work, no play with the kids and that you're also teaching. You know, there's just, there's just a lot of things to be done. And, you know, it's so funny. I think i I've heard when they're little, it's like they're at such a special age, and then they get a little bigger. They're set. They're at such a special age. They're always at such a special age. You know, every moment matters. So we plan on having some discussions uh, this week coming when the boys get back, and really talking about our dreams. I think originally the idea was spawned from one place and a lot like i said a lot of those variables have changed so uh we want to make the boys a big part of what's happening children are affected by our choices so much and and We would like them to be a part of our choosing which way we do things. I was just presented with the opportunity of a line of credit that would be for my businesses. And, you know, we had a discussion about it yesterday and I love my husband. He says, well, first, you know, because it was a it was a pretty big lump sum, enough to go and buy the land right now. And is that really where we want to start um so we we discussed all that and his his thing is you know he wants to make sure we're in a good position to pay it back and not um not be scrounging right now even though we're not living with an excess amount of money um we're also very blessed and we have more than what we need and the kids have everything they want I don't think they've asked us for one thing that we couldn't give them at this point other than like they want new phones and stuff and it's like well one you're eight and ten sit down and two like you have things at work I think for us Their sense of responsibility is really important and they really haven't shown us that they take care of their stuff. They're doing really good with their Playstations. Let me say that. And their Xbox. Like, they take it back and forth from their biological mother's house and our house. And it's, they're doing really good at that. They at least keep up with that. We're working on ways to help guide them through the process of responsibility and consequences and I think being part of at least the thought process and having their voice being heard even though I don't from what I understand um, in psychology and and what we know about the studies they've done on the cause and effect in in families and children. It's it's really dangerous for children to have um, the ability to run a house, to make choices that affect the entire house. I believe that we love them and we want them to know that they're loved and that their voice is important and we want to listen to them. But when we, when they start to understand that what they say has, um, the ability to control what happens in the house, they become very internally responsible for things in a way that they start to blame themselves for things that happen that are bad. And this is why we want to be very careful in hearing what they have to say, but in the end, letting them understand that we're making the decisions so they have us to be mad at (laughs) and not themselves. It's better if they're mad at us and understand that these these are... These are our choices. It's not their choice, but we do want to hear what they have to say. It does matter. And we try to take um, note of what they, they have to say and see if there's ways that we can honor that. But we try to be very careful about not giving too much um, responsibility and burdens to them as children, um, at least to let them have a childhood Uh, I think that we live, and this is one of those spaces where I feel like we live in luxury because um, they don't have to worry about the lights being on. They don't have to worry about what they're going to eat. Now, let me just say this. They do worry about what they eat. Um, We are fighting on all fronts, veganism. um, And they are, you know what, they, let me say this. Six months ago, they were fighting us a whole lot more. Um, they have really... I don't know if it was because I was around and I was new and they really amped it up for me, but we... Well, now that their dad's at home more, he and his cooking and part of that, it's, it's really cool. Like, we're starting to cook together and... I don't know giving them more options they're trying things they're just it's like i don't know i i think that they realize it's not going to change it's like you may not like it we'll try something else but you know we're still going to cook our stuff and you can be part of the process or not like and i know this sounds horrible but it's like we're not gonna feed you i know this is my husband says poison he is a uh, a bit of a fanatic when it comes to food, which we we had a great discussion with them this past week talking about why why he why that's so important, you know, and what we put in our body unfortunately I am I know in the very beginning the very first podcast I said I'm vegan-esque I love veganism I love how I felt when I was vegan um I've moved back really close to my family who are not vegans and all I can say is that for many years I was unable to have meals with them and now that I can I I just... I don't know. I mean, it feels like a rejection of their love, which I know is a little extreme on my part. And they're willing to cook and and have meals with me that are not that are you know completely well i don't know about completely vegan my dad would lose his mind my mom too so it's it's so whenever i get a dish that i've made that feels really meaty and kind of tastes that way i share that with them and they're like yeah you can't even tell there's not meat in here it's not even a thing um but our boys have not been taught to be adventurous with their eating and but we had a really great discussion with them about why their dad is choosing and and i say their dad because he i probably would would have fed them what i was you know what was easy what i was fed and he's really um trying to express how important they are to him by caring about what's going in their body and it's like you know you're not gonna die from it today and we were talking about how you make choices and the consequences, how long they last. And at 8 and 10, what kind of choices do they make that last longer than the day or the week? And one of them gets his hair highlighted um, or bleached, which is he calls it dyed. But it's just basically he turns blonde, which is very... Interesting choice that he has that, like, he knows what he wants at 10, which is, which is cool. Um, but he, so he bleaches his hair and I told him, I was like, well, that decision lasts for how long, (laughs) right? So you're making a choice about something that lasts for a long time. Um, you know, more than a week. (laughs) And I don't think the eight-year-olds really made any choices. Well, we talked about his shoes. So he chooses shoes that he wears maybe, you know, all year long. So there are some choices that they they make and they last for a year, six months. When we're talking about choices that can affect them for the rest of their lives. And then that's kind of our job as the elders, the grown-ups in their, their lives is that we have to try to see beyond what they can see and try to make choices that are best for them. And, you know, their first question is, well, if this food is bad for us, then why is everyone else eating it? Now, we, we did discuss that idea um, a little bit, um, that it's convenience and money. Um, and that's kind of where we left that discussion. And it's, and it, it's that, that change is hard. About, I heard this on, oh, I love this podcast. It's called Lore. And it's really, it's like history with this, that's really, that just kind of little nuggets of, of facts that just can blow your mind. Aaron Mankey, I believe is his name. um that there was a time where they used to put formaldehyde in our milk. Let me just let that simmer for you. And we told the boys that. Yeah, they used to put formaldehyde in their milk. And, it, you know, there was a the whole point of why, you know, they wanted the milk to last longer, <laughs> like a dead body. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> but they, they did. And that's where they got it from. And it stayed in our milk for a while until someone, I don't, I don't know if someone got sick. I don't remember what was the catalyst for change, but I believe it was in the fifties when they finally took it out of our milk. And I just told them this is, this happened. And you know, there's some food that, that is allowed here in America that is not allowed in other countries. There's just supply and demand, you know? Um, and let me just be honest about my habits. I have some very bad habits. Let me say my worst habits isn't even not being vegan. It's I smoke cigarettes and I drink Coca-Cola. Um depending on what's going on in the day depends on how much of it that I consume but I these are some horrible habits that I'm trying to get through um, so I and they watch this and I tell you know and I talk to them about it and I'm like you know this is a bad habit and they so they drink sodas everywhere else that they're at um, and you know when we try to get sodas for them we try to get organic Sodas. I personally believe that sugar is the drug, the American choice of drugs. Like, I that is a huge thing and it controls our dopamine and it it does a lot to our bodies and we are very much addicted to that and i believe that's what the coca-cola is for me and when i met my husband i had really i probably had very if if what i consume now is 100 percent, i was at one to two percent a day we do not believe and lying to them about what's happening with us um and we may not give them all the details, but we do want to be honest with them no matter what. I don't think that this is a a rogue concept, but I do think that, um, at least in the culture that I was raised in, you know, there's this sense of like, You know in protection of the children like you don't tell them certain things i i feel like they're too smart and they watch everything they know so much i don't think that they need to doubt their own ability to see and that they understand what's happening i think we need to honor that with some sort of acknowledgement that yes something is going on right now um I, and and just say it blatantly, hey, you know what? Maybe this isn't, there's so much about this that really has nothing to do with you, but I know that it must be affecting you in some way and, and have a discussion about how they're feeling about it. I realize like I've talked a lot about a lot of things, but let me get back to, see, this is why I need a co-host to keep me on track, to keep me bouncing. <laughs> so I've been given this idea about what to do what to do with this money Um, and it's interesting because you know our son said you know can I get a loan he, he literally asked me this last week and m- my first question that I wanted to ask, but we, we kind of got sidetracked, but that I wanted to ask him and that we will discuss this next week is about, um, well, what are you going to use it for? And it's interesting that that's the, that's the first process that my mind went through that I'm like, yes, what are you going to use it for now that you're presented with this idea of, of, of this amount of money? What can you do with it? What would you use it for? And... A lot of my businesses, I am not sure what I would change at this point to utilize the money. There are some things that I think um, as an entrepreneur, as one that works from home, there, there are... Things that you can spend the money on that feels like luxury, but you have to be very deliberate and very, be very conscientious on your receipt keeping and your, um, commitment to whatever like so a lot of people are doing a lot of instagram lifestyles and there's ways for you to write off your business expenses um the laws change about it yearly now i don't know um i try not to get into politics on this podcast but let me from what they say Um, they as in the news cycle. After doing some research on the tax information that I wanted to have a disclaimer Um, how you file your taxes is a very personal thing and um, you need to make sure that there is real validation for your expenses Um, I don't think that anyone who's starting off can just, you know, write off regular personal expenses and think that that will look like business expenses. There's a lot of things that you need to make sure that's in place so that you can validate um, your write offs. That, so back to the regular schedule program. That our president, our current president, has paid $750 in taxes for years last year was one of them he has spent seventy thousand dollars again I have not seen these documents myself so I can't say with certainty that this is real but I do know that you can write off if you are a public figure if you are on Instagram and you are like really on Instagram you can make your your personal grooming a business expense. Our president spent over $70,000 in hair grooming and haircuts, hair grooming and hair like hair care. He wrote that off, $70,000. So What I take away from that information is that as long as you're diligent and you know what you're doing and you know... What you're, tr- well, let me say this. As long as you know what you're trying to do and you're diligent about keeping your receipts and you keep them all in order and you have a business plan to back that up. Um, if the IRS, uh, pays attention to you and wants to know what you're doing and why you just spent however much money on hair care, um, you have to have documentation and validation for that. Um, so with that being said, uh, we've been discussing you know, different ways because my, my husband wants a conversion van. He's been wanting a conversion van from the very beginning. So it's like, so how do we, how do we go about this? That makes it eco-friendly that makes it not just a lifestyle sort of thing like hey we're living in a van because we're not really going to live in a van i mean we're we're we we have a home base and we think that it's the best thing um with the current situation with the kids as it is Um uh, we have someone who's very hostile and who is resisting change a lot so we have to be very careful and deliberate about our choices and how it's going to affect her. So we're, we're sort of looking at, you know, do we take the land that we're on right now and develop it more? We've got a tiny house right now that should be good to go. Um, we're right now we're working on the landscaping, which you know, we're trying to hopefully take these nice little days, these warm days really work on those things, like trying to take advantage of the beautiful days. And of course, we're working on the greenhouse that's going to be beside the tiny house. Um, but we're really thinking about developing cuz we we're sort of like these three properties in one little cluster. And I don't really know. We So originally we wanted to go and buy s- some land that was way out in the country. And right now it's just not reasonable. I mean, and I guess I can't say it's not reasonable because I'm really given this opportunity for this loan. And it, it's at it's such a great interest rate. Like, it's kind of crazy. Um But it just seems... Like, a bit much. Like, I feel like we need to... We really need to do these things in baby steps. So... Um, so we're thinking about how to develop this land. And so this is a little thing that we want to talk to the boys about possibly. I mean, they're still old enough where a tree house is cool. Um, but there are adults that love tree houses and are part of the Airbnb world. Tree houses are amazing. My mom has always wanted a tree house. So it'd be really cool to build one on the property. I don't think right now we have someone living in the property um, that, you know, did not co-sign to our our big, massive dreams. It, we, we don't want to make them uncomfortable in their space either. So I think the treehouse we could probably do. Um, but I don't know. I mean we're just we're just kind of batting around ideas of what how to invest in this property that we own right now and what to do with money when we get it. I realize that if I just keep I I can just keep on talking. I really wanna thank you guys for listening and signing up and being a part of this journey with me. It has encouraged me to push through when I've had people that I was that I had been relying on to just show up. I didn't even have anything that I really wanted them to do and they just didn't show up. It took some wind out of my sails by having this podcast and having people that care about these subjects and are, are looking for ways to to try. I, I guess that's what I believe you are is um, like-minded individuals who are trying to find the best way to live on this planet do it with the least amount of damage to the earth as possible so and each other thank you again for listening and i look forward to letting you guys know what all is happening in the next two weeks i should be saying something some actionable to do's at the end of this podcast so um one of the things you can do is i've just um, started really posting on the instagram I sound like an old person when I say that, don't I? The Instagram, uh, or if you're really cool, the gram, at it is the We Are All One underscore podcast. I would love your support on that, and we're going to keep sharing what we're doing.